Hey, you guys, welcome to the Main and Magic podcast, your stop for all things Disney. I'm your host, Dawn Brown, and this is episode 17. Whether you're adventuring in the parks or at home via Disney Entertainment, I'm here to bring you the guests and info that'll pixie dust your experience, and we're picking up lots of new friends along the way. You can catch the links to our audio recordings via our website at mainandmagic.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Just search for the Main and Magic podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Main and Magic, and after the show, we invite you to join our community on Facebook to share your thoughts about each topic and to connect with other Disney fans. Today, my dad and I continue our discussion about his first Disney park visit in 1978. We cover how Fantasyland and Tomorrowland were different. He discusses what attraction he was devastated to lose and shares his thoughts about the Carousel of Progress. Plus, he tells me what it was like visiting Disneyland just a couple years later and how that experience cemented his love for the Florida Project. This is part two of a two-part episode. So join us on the red car trolley as we take a ride to the crossroads of Maine and Magic. Peter Pan's flight. What was that like? Do you remember that? Getting on a boat and like flying above the scenery? Well, again, Peter Pan was a story we'd all seen. I think the original Peter Pan movie, so they came out back in like the 30s. So we, you know, we all grew up with that story. I love that ride. I still do. Just, you know, being in the boat, you're flying above everything and all that because, again, flying through this, it's telling you a very familiar story because we'd all seen Peter Pan. So I thought it was great. Still do. Thought it just and it's not that long. It's not as long as some of the other some of the other rides. But yeah, again, it, it's so funny because we all grew up roller coasters. Roller coasters spinning rides till you can't walk and all that. <laughs> and here we are, you know, we're still basically kids, you know, I'm 21, she's 20. And we're on these cutesy little rides, you know, and, you know, it's real hard to man up when you're going through Peter Pan's flight and you have a giant smile on your face. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you can't be a tough guy. It's just, it, it, it stirs something in you, and I think it's just childhood. I think that's the great thing about it is that no matter how old you are, you go there now, you'll see somebody 80 years old, and they'll get off a ride with a giant smile on their face. That's the point of the whole thing. Walt was a genius. <laughs> Obviously, yes. As we're, as he has, like, you know, what, 13 parks worldwide now? Yeah. Fantasyland is kind of the I guess you could say the main attraction like it has the most attractions there's I don't know which of these that you might remember but so Small World Peter Pan's Flight Mickey Mouse Review which is it was where PhilharMagic is now right um saw saw it once didn't need to see it again I think that that was probably why they moved it to another park uh, just because everybody was kind of like, meh. Yeah, there were, you know, you had so much time in the day. They added a few, over the years, you had a few rides. You don't add any time to the day. If there's more people there, you have to pick and choose. I'm not going to waste 25 minutes or an hour on that. I'm going to go do this. And I think that's, you know, th- there's a few rides that that's happened to. Yeah, they switch. That's yeah. That's why some of these things kind of disappear, like Snow White's Adventure. So Snow White's Adventure, uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, Twenty Thousand Leagues yeah. Under the Sea. They're all. I'm 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 64 now. I'm figuring by the time I'm probably 75 or 80, I'll get over the trauma of them closing Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Okay, 
thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We're in agreement. You could go on the left side or the right side. They were both a little bit different. It, I, I don't know. I don't know why, but that's another one that was just, I would literally laugh out loud on it. So, so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've just, Mr. Tom Wild Ride is just one of those, it's one of those things where I think, I think you have to look at, at history. You need to hang on to some core things from the past. I mean, they've changed a lot of rides over the years. Um, the corner where Mission to Space was has been, what, two or three, four different things over the last 40 years. Uh, oh, yeah, the Mission to Mars. Yeah, well, mission, mission to Mars. Yeah, it was the yeah Alien Encounter and then Stitch's Great Escape. Yeah, but, you know, so... I get that, you know, you want to bring in some new things, but I look at Mr. Toon's Wild Ride the same way I look at the Carousel of Progress. Hands off. Don't touch it. You know, certain things need to stay. But that's, I guess that's just my opinion. I feel the same way about that ride because this was the better version, right? Like, they... When they built Disney World, they knew that they wanted to take the inspiration from the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride at Disneyland and make it better. So this is the best version of that ride. So if you're going to get rid of one of them, get rid of the one at Disneyland. Now, I know that I just said to get rid of an opening day, a Disneyland opening day attraction. Or or upgrade the one in Disneyland. They have upgraded it over the years, but they're never going to be able to upgrade it to the level of the one at Disney World because there's the, yes, the space. And so that was my thought was when they were taking it apart and just, you know, getting rid of it, why, I don't understand why they didn't send it to Disneyland Paris. Disneyland Paris was new. They have all kinds of space. And the Wind in the Willows is like a story from, you know, it, it's like the, the writer of that story is British. And Disneyland Paris, like most of the people that are going there are from Great Britain. So it right. would make sense for it to be there. But they didn't, nobody asked me what I thought about it. So I'm I'm still, yes, I still have trauma and tears <laughs> over losing this ride and now I just watch ride through videos on YouTube like the sad sack of nostalgia that I am <laughs> but I was you know it, I was okay with them getting rid of Snow White as long as they had still something Snow White in the park I was fine with them getting rid of that ride and 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I'm sure there's other people that feel the same way about that ride as I feel about Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. But 20,000 Leagues was hokey. You know, you had fake fish and, and all sorts of things. And I always thought there was something that they could have done with the space. Sort of like a living seas. They could have added stuff to the water and made it a little more realistic. But I get that the way it was, they, and the fact that by the time they got rid of it, all of us kids that grew up with that story are old. The new kids coming up, the new young parents coming up, they weren't familiar with that. You know, other than, I guess, you know, Nickelodeon and stuff playing a lot of that old stuff, they, they've got to make room for the new movies coming out. I mean, it's marketing. And, and you know, it still is limited space. So I get them moving that one because that, that was a big footprint. Thousand Leagues is a pretty big, yeah. a pretty big area. So, and, and obviously, that's, is that where the mine ride is? Yep, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Which it must, it, two and a half hour waits now. So obviously, they did something right there. Yeah, they probably should have altered the the ride and 
like they did with Splash Mountain from California when they built the one uh, in Orlando and make the cars like four times bigger. Yeah. If you're going to have those kind of lines, but I guess you never know until until it opens. Now there is no, you know, the Mad Tea Party is kind of the end of Fantasyland. There's no, we don't have Little Mermaid and Gaston's Tavern and our Barnstormer and all that. There is, yeah, the whole thing didn't exist. Yeah, it didn't exist. You kind of came around the corner. There were the teacups that I walked right past. And never going to get me on those. I don't care. <laughs> well, not with not with Martha. No. <laughs> no, she was a spinny, spinny, spinny. She would kill me. Yeah. And then, so, and then you've got the cars, the little racetrack. And then, and then you start, then you're going into Tomorrowland. Um, Mission to Mars. Mission to Mars was kind of cool because the seats, they sat you in the seats and the seats sort of, they sort of blew up and then like inflated and deflated to give you the feeling of like accelerating, it taking off, and then decelerating, it, it was it was kind of an interesting experience because in your head you know that you're just in a building and you're not going anywhere. But it, um, it it was cool the way they made you feel like you were moving. Yeah, that was one of the rides I like remembered, but I couldn't remember where I went on it, and I didn't. And then we, I had asked you about it, or I talked about it, and you were like, "Oh yeah, that was at in Tomorrowland." And yeah, I was like, "Okay, so I'm not crazy. I did actually go on a ride that was like this, and it was at Disney." <laughs> and you got Space Mountain. Space Mountain, the cars were different. And now you you sit into an individual seat and they lock you in. Back then, there was a it was set, the seat was set for two people. I got in and then your mother sat down between my legs and leaned against me. Yeah, it was like toboggan and, style kind of. And a strap went around both of us. I swear, I swear it was just a strap. And you had handles to hang on to. That was the ride. I get in, your mother gets in and drops her purse. <laughs> it dumps out. So I'm throwing stuff in her purse, and of course, all I, apparently all 20-year-old girls carry a bare mirror with no edging on it in their purse. So I cut my finger open. <laughs> we we go on the ride, and it's funny because when you get off the ride, there were people in line that could see you at that point. Now I think you're almost in another room where you get off and walk out. Yeah. But when you get off, you get off the car and walk out, and the car moves up 10 feet, and people get on. I get out, hold my hand up, blood is running off my fingers, and I'm like, this ride's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> people are looking at us. Your mother, uh, she's got her purse, and she runs out the door. So that was the first time I found a place, first aid station at Disney. <laughs> over, the years, over the years, I've been in pretty much every first aid station in every park there. But that was the first, my first trip got <laughs> off a of space mountain with my hand bleeding. <laughs> oh, geez. And over the years I've gotten off splash mountain with my head bleeding, got off a slide with my foot bleeding, got stung by a wasp. Um, there's more. Still but loves it. Loves every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to be in a first aid station, you might as well be in a first aid station in Disney. <laughs> yep. They're all very nice people. <laughs> um, do you remember like going on Carousel of Progress? It would yes. have been different back then. Like the last scene is kind of one of those things that gets yeah. changed and it's, it's changed a few times, but it's, it's, it's funny because even, well, I think a, there's been a slight change in a couple of the earlier scenes, too. I keep trying to figure out what they are. We were on it again a couple months ago, and I'm like, I know that there was something different. The dialogue, something was different, but I can't, I just can't remember it. But yeah, the last, the last scenes, they've, you know, they've tweaked, 
things, and, and it's funny now because, you know, a lot of the things that we looked at back in the 70s are happening. You know, the future is happening, and they've had to move it now because that future is now the past. <laughs> so they've had to come up with a new future. You know, it's something else to look at. But, yeah, that, that was one of those, that's one of those rides that I think needs to be there. I wish there was a way they could add one more room because the span of time has been so great now from when that first was at the World's Fair. They can't just keep just changing the last scene. Um, yeah, there's been debates from people I've heard say, you know, keep the first scene forever right. and then change the other three so that you are bringing it more into the modern times, I guess. But I'm well, kind of like, why don't you just put it back to the original version and leave it as it was? Just make it original and, and you know, as yeah. a historical, like, reference of, like, this well, is what they point, thought. It was at the World's Fair. It, it It's, I mean, it should have historical status. It really should. Um, but I had thought, you know, we were sitting there looking, and I'm like, okay, they can adjust how many seats are in one of each of these theaters. They could move the walls and shorten up each scene by four feet and add another one at the end and not change the size of the ride at all. Instead of having in your little theater having seat for 70, have seats for 50 and just narrow it and change it. But going back to the original, I guess, would be for historical purposes, I'm okay with that, too. I, I mean, I'm have... I'm on team never get rid of it. Yeah. Whatever it's going to be, never get rid of it. <laughs> but... <laughs> but, but, but you have to realize that as things go on, and, now, and it's, it's all marketing. Disney's, again, Disney's genius. They put you on a ride, and every ride... You, when you exit, you exit into the store that sells everything from that ride. And, and it's all current stuff. You know, they, they have to try to keep things fresh. So they're selling Star Wars things because Star Wars is huge now. So, you know, they don't really have Carousel of Progress is sitting over in a corner. But there isn't any really thing they can sell from that ride. You know, no. they, don't have, they don't have anything little dolls or or anything all the other ones they do but there's to me that's just it, it has historical value so i mean i i again that's another one we go on every single time the i haven't been on it in a couple times that we've been there but um i was the first trip i was enthralled with the people mover yeah because it's magnetic again you know science it you know when we went on they, they gave an explanation that it runs on magnets that's why it's so smooth and quiet and i just always thought that that was really cool and you know i mean it's just a basic get on and go around and you get to look at things and and stuff but um do yeah. you remember um this might be going too far back because it's been gone for so long but do you remember that ride if you had wings because i don't remember yes. it yes eastern airlines yeah yep eastern and then what was it was it if you had wings it's, yeah and it was like an one of those omni mover rides like a uh, haunted mansion kind of yeah yep and and when you you came around this one corner and you were looking at like a landscape in the sky and it made you feel like you were flying the, the, the cars, the cars were kind of like, say on a Jack, like you jack your car up with a hydraulic lift. So when they go into this one section, they would lift up maybe three feet. So it gave you the feeling of as, as the scene you're looking at kind of drops and you're lifting up, it felt like you were taking off. Ah, in an airplane and the wind they, they had, I, I never saw a fan, 
but the wind was in your face like you were going 70 miles an hour. But yeah, I, I remember that was, that was, that was a cool ride. That's another thing about back then. And I don't, we go in now, I don't get a map. We just go. I don't need a map. I know where all the first aid stations are. <laughs> so, but we, we got a man. I don't, I wish we had it somewhere. When you look at the maps, the map would tell you like Pepsi sponsored the big bear jamboree. Coca-Cola sponsored this, you know, a carpet company sponsored this ride. And it was, they were listed where they, they'd have the ride like in a table of contents at the bottom of the map. And it would, it would have the name of the ride. And I think a corresponding number where it was on the map. And it would, and if, if it had a sponsor, it would say sponsored by, you know, whatever, Winston cigarettes. (laughs) I mean, you know, back then, you know, I I mean, I don't remember. There was a tobacco store on main street. (laughs) Yes, there was. Yes, there was. I remember buying hand rolled cigars at, um, Oh, what's a, a Bush Gardens? They had a, they had a Cuban guy sitting in there rolling cigars. <laughs> Five bucks a piece. Like we said, it was lawless back then. <laughs> I, bought, I bought three. I should have bought 300. They were great. So, and, and there were signs like that Eastern Airline thing where they had their whole their wing logo up. And, there, and I remember on certain rides, you would go in and somewhere there'd be the logo of the sponsor when you were waiting in line or somewhere on the wall. Just thought that was interesting because I don't think I see that anymore. They are there. Um, I forget if it's Soren or Space Mountain is like presented by Siemens, but right. you, you kind of... Maybe it's smaller and not as as obvious, or it's after the ride when you're exiting, so you're yeah. probably not paying as much attention. Um, but they're yeah, they're still around, but you have to kind of look for them a bit more because I think at this time he's still building. He, the company is still building out, so they're going to these sponsors where they don't even have a show building. Like they're like, we need your money to just build the like to build the building like we don't have anything (laughs) you know whereas now it's like we need a sponsor because we want to change the ride where they still they have the ride system they have the building they just need to change you know the scenery or whatever so it's a little bit different but yeah yeah I think it was probably like a little bit more in your face cross promotion (laughs) And I, and I remember when we when we were finally going to leave, we went through all the stores, just looking at all the different merchandise and stuff, looking at the clothing and thinking, this is the kind of cheap stuff that you find at a carnival. You know, you buy a T-shirt at a carnival and it's, it's junk. Everything, it seemed to me just at that time that everything they did seemed to be high quality. So it was easy to understand, one, you know, the cost of going into the place. When you're looking around and, you know, the walkways are marble and, you know, everything is clean and neat. Um, There's people everywhere. If you you walk up and ask somebody where the bathroom is, they take you to the bathroom. They don't just point. So the whole atmosphere was different. And I I remember being up front. They had the, the fire station. Yep. And you and you could go in the fire station. They had a they had a truck in there, and you know all the stuff you could. And and I, there was the guys that they had working in there were actual firemen that had like retired from places. They didn't just stick a guy in there. They had guys that were actual firemen, so they could talk to you about the truck and the different parts of it, and you know they could really get into it with the kids about stuff. And I thought that that was. That was kind of cool. I've always liked that about Disney that like when you go to, well, now Epcot Center and they've got, you know, the kids from different parts of the world, um, you know, you get into conversations with them and it, it can be pretty interesting. It, it's different than just having a bunch of, you know, part-timers that you hired to, to, to sell stuff. 
Yeah, even the cast members are inexperienced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole, I mean, the whole thing. We that was our first. That was our first go around. I think we stayed until you know six or seven o'clock. And um, was it a year? Two two years later, we went to um, Disneyland, California. I'm going to ask you about that in a second. But before I do, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, because again, I don't remember it, was did you guys go on the swan boats? <laughs> yes. Yeah, by the, they were by the castle, I think. Yes. I see pictures yeah. of them and I'm... It's like the dock, the dock. So if you're, you know, if you're on Main Street and you're looking at the castle, the dock was to the right of the, of the castle. That dock was there until not too long ago. So like for decades, it was just sitting there empty and you could see it. (laughs) And I always wondered, and I found out that there had these swan boats that would go around the moat, and I see pictures of them, and I'm like, man, they took those out in the summer of 1983, so that was like before I ever even went. But yeah, I'm 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 kind of jealous. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just a silly boat shaped like a swan, but and it's and it's funny because when the stupid things that jump in your head when they did the Batman movie and Danny DeVito was the penguin and he came out in this duck boat. That's what I thought of. (laughs) I was like, Oh my Lord, that's like the swan boats at Disney world. It, and it, it, you know, the very first time I saw the Batman movie, I just, I started laughing. I'm like, you know, the dumb things that jump into your head. (laughs) Well, I did it the one time. We went on and went around, and then you can't, I mean, it was a short little, and you're just floating. It, it's sort of like the current just kind of floats you along. They, they had a, they must have had it tied to a track because you say it's straight, but um, you didn't move very quick. It was something, it, it was a good time to relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it really wasn't very far. It went, it went down and around the moat, and it came around the backside, I think, and then you got off. Yeah, I don't think it was very long, but it, I was, it's just, it's like a novelty, like, in a way, I can't even believe that they existed, but also, what a perfect thing to have existed. <laughs> How about, um, so I know looking down Main Street back then was different, because they, the hub was different, like the partner's statue wasn't there, they had some, like, topiaries or something right you know and there was trees that kind of were in front of the castle but like as yeah, you're they, a, cut the, they, they cut the trees down because somebody got the idea that we could take photographs of people down the street with the castle in the background but we're looking at trees yeah yeah they i think that so was they, a smart decision yeah yeah it was a good decision but did you like, did you do you remember like walking through the castle at all? Did you go that way to Fantasyland, or did you just do the circle around? Did you ever we, get that whole walking through the castle breezeway yeah, experience? We, we walked, we walked through it just to walk through it. We we walked through it from the backside, came down the steps, looked at the castle. That might have been when we got on the swans. Oh, okay. We came through, got on the swans, went back around, then got off. And then walked our way around to um, Tomorrowland. I didn't even know that there was anything in the castle till like 20 years later when we went there for a character breakfast. Oh, like, oh, you didn't know there was a restaurant in there? I didn't know there was anything in there. I thought it was just a shell to look at and take pictures in front of. <laughs> you know, as far as I knew, there was storage. I mean, because there was nowhere to go in. There was no door to go walking in and, you know, walk through the castle or anything. It all looked, it always seemed like it was all locked up tight. So I never, I never knew there was anything. And then we were on the character breakfast at the castle. And I'm like, really? Where? (laughs) (laughs) Where where is the secret place? Yeah. You have to do a secret knack and everything. The password. 
<laughs> yeah, you got to know the handshake and everything. I mean, you know, I, all those years, I never, I never had any idea. So you learn something new. Okay, what? Just kind of wrapping up with Disney World because at the time that's all there is is Magic Kingdom. But you know, kind of like thinking back, did you have? Was there like a favorite area or a favorite land? Like, you know, when you were leaving, you were like, this part was my favorite. You know, I think, I think Fantasyland. And, and it's, and it's funny because I love Space Mountain. That's another thing. I'm pretty sure Space Mountain was darker. Maybe. I don't think you, I don't think you could see anything. I think it was pretty much in the dark. Now you have a little bit of glimpse of the track and stuff. Um, but I think it was fantasy land and it's, I liked everything because it was all so new. You know, I mean, the haunted mansion was one that stuck out. Um, I love mission to Mars, the carousel of progress. I loved all of it, but I think as a land, I think fantasy land and it's funny because it was all, there's no thrill rides there. And I was 21. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, it, it's Peter Pan's flight and a small world and Mr. Toad wild ride. I just, I just love that area. And so, did you have a favorite attraction? It, it's easy now to say when I go, I have to go on, Pirates of the Caribbean, and I have to go on Space Mountain, and I, had, you know, there's like three things, and I don't know which one's my favorite. But at that time, I mean, I literally think I walked away in total awe of the whole place. You know, it, we would talk later about this ride and that ride, you know, this this attraction, and and literally it was like that was so cool. Oh, that was awesome. I love the way the birds did this over and, you know, it just, you know, couldn't believe the way they made those bears look like they were really talking. And so it's, I don't, I don't think I could looking at it. My favorite ride is magic kingdom. (laughs) I could stand, I could pull up a chair and sit down and stare down main street at the castle and sit there for an hour and a half all by myself. I I don't know why. It's just, that's one of the reasons why I always make sure I stop and turn around and look at it before I leave. Like, so if I die, I have that in my memory. (laughs) It's, it's just the whole thing. It still amazes me that adult, adult people thought of that. It's just, it's just so cool. I am a little bit bummed that they got rid of the, the Skyway. I mean, I I get now they have the new gondolas with them all enclosed. Yeah, the the Skyway um, Skyliner from the from things, the resort. Those things, if you stand there and watch them, those things cook. They move. I don't know how fast they're going, but you know there are any traffic lights. You sit there and watch a car, and you're like, okay, three minutes later, it's out of sight. They're 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 moving. But they're all enclosed, and I get that the old, the old one, you know, at, at the Magic Kingdom, they had several people get hurt, and I think at least one or two people die. Yeah, there was a, a cast member that that, that died away. last. They was they were working on it or something, and it moved and he fell. Um, but I think they had a couple people jump. Isn't yeah, that, that one. Yeah, because they were not enclosed really. It was just kind of no. an open air, and I think yeah. too, you know. That thing up there, that a ton of shade in July is not good. And also you have teenagers who like to dump things over the side. So when you're walking down, when you're, you know, you just get off um, Small World and you're like walking to the next attraction and somebody dumps their Coke over that thing and you're just, yeah, that's not fun. But yeah, that's one of those things. Like, I'm glad I got to experience it, but I understand why they had to get rid of it, and I'm I'm yeah. kind of okay with it. But okay, so 
before we talk about Disneyland for a minute, I want to just ask you if you kind of have any first impressions about some of the other parks, like, you know, from the first time you went to them, particularly Epcot, because that came not too long after your first trip. And that was, I mean, if we're being real, that was like 90% of the reason that Walt bought thousands of acres of land in Florida was for to build something called Epcot. So do you have any like first impressions about that park? Because that park is completely different now. I'm trying to think. It's, it's funny because I've, I've always liked going through the lands, the different countries. But there's a, you know, the dark times when my beautiful daughter and son didn't want anything to do with that. Mostly no. my son. It's boring. There's no rides except at Norway. I don't want to learn about other cultures, Dad. I don't <laughs> want to ride. So, so even though it's, it's, it's an area that I personally loved, we didn't spend much time there for probably 15 years. And yeah, me and Nick were very much like, why are we spending money on this place when Magic Kingdom's right down the street? Right. <laughs> and, and, and we, you know, over it. And and we did now on the other side of Epcot. You guys got into a lot of those, you know, a lot of the rides there. Um, you know, the land and uh, what was it? One Horizons and is that what it was? Energy, Energy, where they had the dinosaurs and all that stuff. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah. So you know, th- there was some stuff there, but it was it was literally Epcot's gigantic. And the whole thing was a half a day for us. You just pretty much. We ruined your vacation. Your, it's fine. <laughs> no, you, 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 you accepted that. Okay. This side of it isn't too God awful terrible. And if we put up with these old people and just do this, we're going to get to go to blizzard beach. <laughs> so, you know, so, and so really mom and I went food and wine festival several years ago and that was probably the most enjoyable time i've had at epcot in all the years i mean i don't want to say you know children ruined disney but, <laughs> you know but i still remember pleasure island when it was pleasure island loved it so yeah i don't i don't know about my first impressions for epcot I thought the whole idea of the countries and having the, the the people there from those countries was great. I love looking at artifacts and things from other places. So for me, that that was really good. We would go over there once in a while just to eat. You know, we'd have park hoppers. We'd just sneak in, run to Mexico or or go to Germany or whatever and, and eat and have a beer and then leave and go to a park to have fun. Yeah, I know recently I... I actually asked in the Facebook group, well, it was a few weeks ago now, uh, you know, just kind of doing a poll with everybody's favorite park. <laughs> and Nick, for those of you guys who don't know, is my brother. He commented, I must be getting old because I almost put Epcot as my favorite park. <laughs> yeah. And I laughed because I was like, I, you know, it's like a close second. <laughs> Which is so funny because, yeah, when we were little, we were just like, this park is dumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his attitude toward Epcot changed when he was old enough to buy sake. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, wow, this stuff's good. This is the best park. <laughs> <laughs> we should just hang out here. <laughs> now, the, the, the studios was MGM. I love that. Right from the right from the time I walked in. Yeah, so MGM Studio, we all experienced MGM Studios for the first time to get well. Not mom, but it was <laughs> it was me and Nick and you, and we were with Grandma and was it Grandma and Jack? Grandma and Jack and um, Eric. Yeah, but yeah, I I so I remember that trip. 
Yeah, my, and we've over the you know year we did the back the backlot tour. Um, we went through the. They had the tour where you go through like is it um, animation where you could see them actually do the drawings and all that stuff. Yes. And that was you know I just I'm a movie guy anyway. Always have been. Still like movies, and uh, I just I like the way that whole that whole park was set up. They had the old you know, the old downtown area, the, with the that corner building facade and all that. And when we were there, you know, the Ghostbusters car came flying around the corner and they got out and, you know, they put on a little show and. Remember when Ace Ventura was in the park? Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. We were so excited. I remember driving up and seeing they had the thing on the side of the road. That was the tower of terror kind of like advertisement. It was in, you know, it was like a a cutout. And then there was this like thing, like the elevator sticking out and it was like shaking with people on it. And we were like so excited to go on it because it had, it was like new that year. The one trip we went on it 13 times we had, we had dinner reservations somewhere. We got on the bus, walked through, because we had park hoppers, walked through, went in, went on the Tower of Terror, walked back out, got on the bus, and went to wherever we were going for dinner. Over the course of the week, we went on the ride 13 times. <laughs> Mom, Mom loved it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously, that that's, where I first worked. So I have like a sweet spot in my heart for it. I think it has the best shopping of any of the parks. Oh, and and we haven't talked about one of the best parts. Walking down Main Street like a Neanderthal chewing on a turkey leg. Yeah, that's all you. It's <laughs> all over your face. Oh, <laughs> people staring at you like you're an animal. It's great. <laughs> great. I'm on vacation. When I'm done with this, I'm smoking a cigar. Leave me alone. <laughs> and of course, and, Animal Kingdom is pretty new, considering. Yeah, and we now first time we stayed, we stayed with the Savannah View. So we get up and look out and see the animals. Um, we stayed at when we stayed at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. I love that. The animal kingdom, obviously, I have a soft spot for Africa and wildlife. So that's that's always been cool for me. I know they t- they say it's not a, a zoo, and it it is neat that like when you take the um, the little safari through there, that the animals are just kind of walking around. But uh, I always always like that park. I just you know the whole atmosphere of it, um, the big tree, the shows that they had. You know, there, you know, it, it's, um, there's a couple areas it's great for kids, you know, which is surprising. It, you would think that a zoo might not keep the interest of kids, but they have enough little side attractions and a nice play area and all that. And some of the rides are, are pretty cool. That um, I think it's a great park. My, my first trip there, well, our first trip there, I, I just, I loved it because I love Africa. And then staying at the lodge was just super because they're so, they did such a great job making it look authentic. It really looks authentic. Yeah, that's a, we can thank Joe Rohde for that. He's pretty much the creme de la creme of the Imagineers. So that was, that was his baby. And he was very dedicated to making it authentic. (laughs) So yeah, I, I, I love that resort. And actually, speaking of resorts, so we never actually stayed at a Disney resort until 1996. And we, we, so, cause we had family. So we, or we would stay on international drive and we would just, you know, go for two or three days or whatever. Yeah. We stayed on international drive twice. Family, we would, you know, they were out two hours or so, two and a half hours from the park. We would maybe just go for one day. We'd, we'd be down there and we would just go there for one day. And then we would go to, we went to Bush Gardens for one day. 
you know, stay down there for a week. And on Monday you go to Disney and then Thursday you go to Bush Gardens. The rest of the time you hang out at the beach. But we finally made the decision to stay on property, stayed at Port Orleans. Chum, you and your brother had a, looking through the brochures of where you want to stay, you guys saw that dragon in the pool and that was pretty much it. We want to stay there. And um, once we stayed on property, you fly in, you take the bus to your hotel, and you never drive or go. Everything is, it's all there. All the transportation you need, we we never stayed off property again. And we've been Port Orleans, Riverside, all the all-stars, some of them multiple times. Pop Century multiple times, Caribbean Beach multiple times, Coronado Springs. Grand, you Boardwalk, guys stayed at Grand Floridian. Boardwalk multiple times, Grand Floridian. We did that for our 25th wedding anniversary. That was, we, we got the honeymoon package and the honeymoon suite. And I, I remember it because there was some young kid in reservations. And he's like, you know, you can do this cheaper. And I said, you're not married, are you? <laughs> he said, no. I said, this is what she said she wanted. This is what she's getting. <laughs> and it was cool because they had just for us, just for the people that paid the money to face the lagoon, they had a light show going across the lagoon on like little barges. Oh, yeah. The pa- the water pageant. Yeah, that's nope. That's been- nobody else. It was, it was just, you had to have a room facing that direction. Yeah. You see it. Yep. So, and then, and then we got a little bag and a lanyard and there was champagne and strawberries, I think, waiting for us in our room. And and, that, and you were working there then. Yep. So not to make you feel old, but it's 44 years next month. So I know. <laughs> that's a while ago. Um. So, okay. So I'm curious though about your impression of Port Orleans. It was Port Orleans French Quarter as an adult. Like I know how I felt as a teenager being like, this hotel looks like a city that I'm not in right now. (laughs) But what was your impression of it as an adult that paid money for us to stay there? (laughs) I'd never, I'd never been, I'd never been to New Orleans, but Watching TV, watching shows, there's a lot of there were a lot of crime shows and a lot of things set in New Orleans, and I was again amazed at the architecture. The buildings are just cool. It had, and when you're walking through there and they're playing the music, the jazz, the New Orleans jazz, you feel like you're there. I was I was totally impressed. Now. Being a dad, obviously, as we're making reservations, your first thought is, they want how much to stay there? <laughs> and, and and we're going to be at the parks, like, you know, 18 hours a day. But once, you've, once you stay on property, you don't have to rent a car. You know, there's whatever, six, seven, eight hundred dollars. You don't have to have, you don't have to do anything. You're just there. It's so convenient. It's, it's worth, it's worth it. You know, and, and I get people that have said to me, Disney vacations are expensive. I'm like, well, they're not cheap, but you, I mean, you can make them $30,000. You want to stay at, you know, the Grand Floridian for 10 days. And, you know, there's a lot of ways you can spend a whole lot of money. There's also a lot of ways you can, you can not spend a lot of money. And I've always thought that for everything you've got, the quality of everything. I've never had a complaint about their food, no matter where I've stayed. Um, I think there's value there. Just to, to me, just not even the rental car thing, but when you, you know, as far as like paying for a rental car, the, the whole thing of like driving to the park and then you yeah. have to get on a tram to the front of the park, like just the, right. the process of part of once you park the car to get into the front gate <laughs> that right there is so much time and then and then on the way back when you're exhausted it, yeah, it's you like drive and pay attention to the roads yeah that right there is like 
you know, and parking is $25 a day now or whatever it is. So that's a big, you know, just add that onto the price of your hotel. Not to mention if you're staying there, you get on a bus and you go to Disney Springs. Maybe by accident, you have one too many martinis. You get on a bus and they take you back to your room. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can go there and literally have fun and not worry about it. Yeah, if you accidentally drop a $50 bill on the counter at Dockside Margaritas and they hand you three drinks (laughs) that you don't want to go to waste. (laughs) Yeah. Not saying that's ever happened. They're good margaritas, though. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Okay, so you you brought it up earlier, and we're we're kind of coming into the towards the end here, but I do just want to ask. So, not too long after you went to Magic Kingdom for the first time, you and Mom made the trip out to California, and you went to Disneyland. So, what yes. was that like, as far as you know, as far as like having grown up seeing that park on TV as a kid? but also coming from just visiting the park in Florida. Okay. So the castle's miniature. Yeah. It's a, it's almost overwhelming how small un- it is. How, yeah. <laughs> how, how underwhelming it really is. And, and that was the first thing. I mean, and I got, I got that they had limited space. Now they've added another park, the California Adventure. That was their. That was the parking lot for Disneyland. Yeah, and they, and but but they had to expand. And I remember being on a ride and looking out. I, it might have been this might have been bef- before I decided I'd never go on another Ferris wheel again. It might have been a Ferris wheel, and you're looking and there's like like a wall around the park and the neighborhood. Yeah, and the berm. Like, you. I bet you were. I bet you were on. Either the Skyway or Matterhorn. I remember the roller coaster was really cool. Um, the park it was cool being there. Um, I enjoyed Universal Studios in California more than I liked Disneyland. Uh, just after Disney World, it was a little underwhelming. Um, and, and I just thought it was interesting looking around because we went to the Magic Kingdom and all I saw was open land and I, you know, hearing reports that this is just the beginning, they're going to build four or five more parks. Well, then you're in two years later, you're in California and you're up in the air and you look and it's literally a neighborhood surrounding it. You're like, they got nowhere to go here. You know, that it's, there's no room here. This is, this is all they're ever going to have. And, and over the year, I mean, we've, we've been back, to California twice since the first trip. And it it was enjoyable. I mean, they had the California Adventure, so now you had two parks, and you still had Universal Studios and that Berry Farm and, and stuff, but it's Disney World by far is the really the most unbelievable total entertainment center. Nothing there's nothing that compares to it. Yeah. Just because of the size and the variety. So Disneyland was great. Loved being in California at the time. Um, you know, we traveled up and down Highway 1 and all that stuff. But but the one day we spent at Disneyland, we went specifically because we were in California and it was Disneyland. We had fun. It was a great day. But it wasn't anything where... Disney World, we knew we were going to go back multiple times. The one in California, I don't know how long it was before we went back. You were working for Disney. My whole life. So that's it's funny because I remember mom saying, you know, when I was like a tween and in my teens, the Space Mountain at Disneyland is better. For 20 years, this woman was telling me this. <laughs> So, yeah, when we finally went, you know, 
It, it's fun. Yeah. So that was in 2002. So I was, I remember too, I, we were on the phone and this was when I was part-time cast member. So I had my main gate, which meant I had free passes that I could use for, you know, family or friends. And I was, I don't even know how we got to talking about it, but I said something about, I can go to Disneyland for free. And you were like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, my, my cast member ID lets me have, you know, this many free tickets and I can go to Disneyland. And you like basically hung up on me <laughs> and like, I don't know if it was like a day later, you were like, we can go during this week in the summer. And <laughs> yeah, it was July. So was July. And, and you got, it was, I re, it's funny what dads remember. It was $197 a night for the con. And, and it came with a concierge room where we could go in, we'd go in the morning and we'd grab a couple pieces of fruit and bottles of water throw them in our backpack so we didn't have to buy them at the park yeah we got club level at paradise pier yeah thanks to that cast member discount yep and that's when we decided you should never stop working for disney (laughs) you don't listen no (laughs) you don't listen we thought it would be a great idea if you bought a four-bedroom house in orlando but you didn't listen. No. <laughs> I remember, though, when we were getting ready to go, that people were telling me that I wouldn't like it, that, it, you know, you're going to go there and you're not going to like it because it's not, it's not like Disney World. And in my mind, I was like, well, I know it's different, but right. Walt didn't yeah. walk around the park at Disney World. He walked right. down these roads. And, and there was the, when you went, there was the second park. Yeah. It had just opened like a year. California Adventure was cool. I mean, it really is. It, it, that's, when you walk into that, you stand there and you got the lake and all the rides around it. it. You know, it has that Coney Island feel. It, that was, that's cool. And that, I think when I first saw it, like I said, it was surrounded by a neighborhood that, changed everything i i loved that trip your brother fell in love with california i think that day the first day he just and when we went back again later you know we'd go take a nap and he'd be like yeah well find me because i'm not leaving yeah you know he'd go wandering off all by himself but he wasn't leaving the park so yeah i do love the parks being right across from each other and how you can walk yeah. to any hotel and everything is yeah. just in walking distance. So it has its benefits, but I, I, I love it just cause it's the original, the OG. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they can't change anything. They can't make the castle bigger. You know, they have, it's, it's, it's historic. And it's the only place you can go on Mr. Toad's wild ride. <laughs> Leave it alone, man. No. <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. So circling back, you kind of answered my question. I was gonna just gonna ask you, like, did you know when you left that you'd go back? And it sounds like it was a resounding yes. The 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 funny thing is, is somewhere twenty years ago or more, we talked about joining the the Disney Travel Club, and um, and your mother said. You know, we've been here so many times already. We're not going to come back. And I think we went back 20 more times. <laughs> it would have so, been cheaper to join. <laughs> but, I, but I will, I will say this. We, we've, always, we've always planned around deals. You know, they had pay for four days and get six or seven. And we, and we did that. You know, they, they would have discounts on rooms. And we were able to to plan our vacations around the off times, the week or two before Christmas, when everybody's still in school, or sometime in January. And it um, so so I, I mean I felt like we always we always got pretty good deals on what we were doing. 
So you always knew like when you when you left that first time you were like, Yeah, we're coming back here for sure. Yeah. yeah. No question. And, and no question. We would be leaving and talking about next year. There were there were a few years where we went twice. Where we went in February or March and then went back in December. We had probably two or three times we did that. So yeah, we, we always knew and it was always a where do we want to stay next time? That was a big thing too. You know, we'd we'd be on the bus going through and, and your mom would see some, you know, place Coronado Springs and she she'd like get on the computer and look and she'd say, I think we want I wanna stay there. Okay. Love Caribbean Beach. I think we've stayed there three or four times. You know, the only issue we ever had there was the buses because depending on where you are, you have to ride around for a while. But, um, yeah, we always knew we were going to go back. And mom now says she's not, you know, we're not going back. And then, and then until the pandemic is cleared and we don't have to wear masks all the time, we're, we're thinking when Gavin turns 10, the whole family will go for Gavin's 10th birthday. But she wants to give him the full Disney experience. She doesn't, she doesn't want to stay off property. She wants to do the fly-in, take the bus in, do the whole thing the way we did it. So he gets that full, that full thing. So he can be, he can finish his indoctrination. No. <laughs> yeah. And man, him and I were talking about it today. And I said, Grandma, when we go this time, you know, cause he said, we're going to stay in that big tall condo. And I said, no. When we go this time, Grandpa's not going to rent a car or van. Grandma wants to fly in and take an airplane down, and then they have a bus that takes you to your hotel, and then you stay right on Disney property, and you can take the buses and the monorail and the boats to wherever you want to go. And he says, why does she want to do that? I said, because she wants you to see what it's really like. Nick's sitting here with a big smile on his face. Yeah. <laughs> Like, which hotels are we going to be at? Yeah. Okay. Well, with that, we're kind of pulling up to our stop. So I hope this was a little blast from the past for our generationally experienced listeners. (laughs) Uh, Like a fun little Disney history lesson for those of you who kind of missed out on the early days. Um, I definitely want to know about your first visit to Walt Disney World in the Facebook group. So head over there and, you know, post a photo or share a detail and what year you went. Um, And dad, thanks for going back into the nether reaches of your brain for that snapshot in time. (laughs) This was fun. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy how much you can kind of remember once you start talking about it a little bit. I started making notes about a month and a half ago, and one would lead into the other. There's still some there's still some blank spots. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit, years. little bit of Swiss cheese, Brandon. Yeah, it's you didn't yeah. have you know, and there's like no pictures. <laughs> I don't know what you guys were thinking. <laughs> I think I think we have a couple, but I really have to look to see if that I one picture of Uncle Bill in the fort. Like <laughs> you were like, yeah. this is the moment where we should take a picture. <laughs> yeah. Forget the well, castle. I, no. <laughs> I was never I was never the camera person. Although I did carry a video camera for a while, which I have no idea where those are at. <laughs> It is funny, though, since we, like, kind of talked about it. It's funny to think about just the Jungle Cruise. I feel like if you didn't know anything else about Walt Disney World in the late 70s, if you know about how the Jungle Cruise was, then that's all you really need to know. Oh, God. No wonder it has such a cult following. Well, you know, and it's funny over the years because when Walt grew up, things were different. That's a wrap on this episode. Thanks so much for riding the red line with us. And thanks to my dad, Dale Barr, for dropping in to share his early memories from Walt Disney World. Now that you've had a listen, we invite you to join our Main and Magic Friends community on Facebook 
to share your thoughts about the episode. You're welcome to pop in to share an idea, a story, a photo, and to connect with other Disney fans. You can also ask questions, get and give advice, post updates from the parks, and just have some fun. Head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash main and magic to join. If you've got a comment or a question, you can also email me at mainandmagic at gmail.com and you can find us on Instagram at mainandmagic. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and pop over to iTunes and leave us a review. Thanks so much for listening. And of course, in the Disney tradition around here, we don't like to say goodbye. So we say, see you real soon. Bye.